Startup life. Entrepreneurship. Innovation. Welcome to the Started at KBC podcast. Hello guys, I'm Magali de Reux, tech blogger and community manager for Started at KBC. Have you ever wondered how to create the perfect pitch? It looks like we're about to find out, because today I'm going to have a chat with Sarah Rashti from Think With People and Amori Timmermans from the startup Kiko. They will be sharing hands-on tips and tricks for perfecting your pitch. Hi Amori and Sarah, I'm so glad you could make it today. Amori, how did you perfect your pitch for sales purposes? Um, I have four years of sales experience at, at Procter Gamble, so that helped. Um, for me, the, the most important thing of the pitch was actually having a grabber, something really to grab the attention of, of the person you're, you're talking to. And then uh, after a lot of practice, it's the re- reflex to actually ask a lot of questions and then see how you can find your new pitch. Because it's not about what you're selling, it's about a problem or a need they're having and how you can uh, bring a solution to it. For example, if I'm selling it to a consumer, I'm going to say, you know, Kiko gives you healthy energy. If I'm selling it to a retailer, I'm going to say consumers like it and you can win additional margin by selling Kiko. That's and a completely different sales pitch. And how about your investor pitch? Uh, our investor pitch, then it's a different story as well. You're talking to investors. Uh, yes, they might or might not like the product, but you have to sell them uh, your dream, your vision. And so you're going to put a lot more focus on the team, selling that, uh, telling that you're the team to actually execute that vision. Um, and they have to buy into the dream, the vision, um, even though the product might change and no business plan ever goes according to plan, but they still need to trust uh, your vision and, and the team. That's what investors buy into. So uh, tell me, what challenges did you have to overcome during the process of perfecting your pitch? Um, it's, it's very tough to, it's difficult to really crystallize the pitch the toughest part is to make your elevator pitch like the 30 seconds in one sentence what is it what is the message you want to convey and then from there from there you you build on um, to lengthen the pitch and then using the right presentation materials because like slides are only a presentation tool Um, often i see people actually building a whole slide deck and then they don't know where to start when they only have one minute talk to people so it's really crystallize it down to to one key message you want to convey to your audience and then build from there but that crystallizing is very very difficult because it's your baby you have a lot to tell you want to explain them everything people don't always have the time to to listen to you um and sarah um what are the most common challenges startups experience when having to pitch their startup from your experience Uh, I think they have a lot of challenges because not everybody is born as a natural pitcher, uh, but everybody needs uh, need to know how to tell the story. So uh, I think the main challenges are that uh, people tend to adjust their story to the people in front of them like Amory confirmed um, uh, and that's actually wrong. Uh, You don't need to adjust your story, Uh, you need to add some details. Second challenge might be that they start with what and not with the why um, because um, people are actually not interested in what you're doing but they are interested in why you do why you're doing what you're doing uh, because if people don't recognize the problem the need then uh, they simply aren't interested in the solution so if you start with what people are actually not interested in knowing uh, the story. Um, and the other challenge is that um, 
they are not actually telling a story. They are uh, telling facts, figures, uh, and people. But metrics are important too, right? They are really important, but they are part of the story. And people tend to forget that. They are not telling a story, but they are um, telling facts and figures. And people are actually... Um, we have brains and we are um, born in a certain way. Uh, so our brains, they love to hear stories. That's how our brains are built. And if we talk about facts and figures and uh, market research, our brains are not working properly. So they are not connecting. Um, and that means that people are just zoning out or they are checking their Facebook and they are absolutely not interested in your story anymore. Yep. You've mentioned uh, starting with the why uh, and telling a story, but can you share some other key ingredients uh, for a perfect pitch? Uh, it depends on your pitch, but um, every good pitch starts with the five pros. Eh? You have like a, a, a structure uh, tool and that's called the five pros. It's problem, promise, process, proof and proposal. And depending on the people who you are talking to, if it's a sales pitch, you add some different ingredients. Uh, like, for example, um, you add what's in it for them, what's in it for the client. Uh, um, you need to tell them what's life before and after your product or service for them. And you always need to stay positive in that pitch because uh, you have to highlight your USPs, your uniqueness. And then for investors pitch, uh, you need to add other ingredients like your business or your revenue model. Um, you also need to show the investors that you have some knowledge about the market, that you also know where the market potential is because they want to invest money, but they want to gain some money as well. And then you also need to talk to investors because they are still human. Um, what you need them to do, not only give money, but what are you expecting them to do uh, for your company to help you build your uh, company into a successful one. So I'm really listening to this. Um, can you tell me why, uh, I mean, how you, did you craft an amazing pitch deck for both sales and funding purposes? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we start with our, with our goal and, and our audience. Um, I agree that mainly the story is the same and that you add or, or exclude some points. Sometimes we really exclude funny points like a buyer for, from a retailer. He's less interested in the team, but more in the product and consumer reactions, while an investor is much more interested in the team. Um, but I think that starting with the goal and the key message you want to convey in your audience is actually most important. Then it's building the structure. And we always use an intro, body and conclusion. So we're going to tell them what we're going to tell them. We tell them, and then we tell them what we just told them, because people's attention is highest at the start and at the end of a, of a meeting or pitch, se pitch session. And then we start actually adding me to the bone. So you start thinking about what are your presentation needs. I'm gonna let people taste the product or not. Do I bring slides or not? Do I wanna build a story on a whiteboard? If you explain margin or a business plan rather than just showing dry numbers. For me, that's really key. So you wanna engage your audience. It might be a buyer, a customer or your investor, but actually creating a story with them rather than just being a teleprompter for your slides and just explaining what's on your slides. And that's how we approached it. Um, so yeah, start with your goal audience, build your structure, and then see which presentation aids to use to actually deliver your presentation. Um, you were talking about slides. Uh, how many slides do you guys believe startups need in their pitch? I don't think there is a perfect amount of slides. I mean, people need to know that the presentation is 
solely uh, visual support for yourself, for the audience. Uh, people tend to um, put a lot of work and effort in the look and feel of their slides. Um, but it's not about slides. It's about what you're talking about and the support. You can visually support your um, presentation. Um, you need to make sure that you don't put a lot of full sentences on slides. And also you can hide and unhide slides um, depending on the, the questions you, you get asked. Um, and then the other one is that you can have like a, a full presentation that you can send to the people that you just presented to. And then you can have like your pitch presentation that's uh, solely a visual support. I fully agree. The number of slides has never, ever, ever been an issue. It's the amount of information you convey per slide. Like we can start a pitch with 10 slides with only pictures of how people feel and how the team started and then end with one slide with a strategy on it. Um, or if it's a more presentation towards investors, it can be a couple of key slides. But again, it's to support your message rather than you were standing there to support the slide. And that's for me, you have two types of PowerPoints. There's PowerPoint to support you. And then there's a reading PowerPoint where actually people used to write in Word. Now they make a business plan in PowerPoint, which is good to send to investors, which is fine. But those are not the slides you want to you wanna present. And that's a common mistake people make. They're like, yeah, I want to put all the, all the information on the slide. Um, but yeah, but you can't present it. All right, um, Sarah, you, uh, you already mentioned it, but uh, indeed storytelling is the most powerful way to put ideas into the world. Um, how do startups truly apply this when pitching their startup to an investor? I think it, it, it's not the case only today. It, it has always been the case. I mean, if you want to really um, convey your message to a broad uh, audience, investors, uh, potential clients, you always need to incorporate the five pros and because I already mentioned it is the way our brains are um, structured. Uh, like if you look at um, publicity or uh, movies or cartoons, you see that they always have the same structure and it's not uh, a coincidence. It's just because they are made with our brains um, as main receiver of the message. Um, so people need to get over the fact that every story needs to start in another way. Um, according to the audience, um, it's not true. Uh, a story always starts with the why, with the problem, with the need, and then you can build further on that. And what about you, uh, Amory? How do you think startups uh, should apply uh, storytelling or more importantly, how do you do it with Kiko? Mm -hmm. I believe the, the stories in everything that you do as a startup. It's not only your pitch, it's the way your, your website, your product looks, it's the way you communicate with consumers, it's the way every detail builds the story. Because you, you don't always have the chance to explain your why to consumers. They have to, they have to feel it. Yeah, yeah. If I have to explain Kiko to a consumer, yeah, it's, a, it's a hot energizing drink. It's more the what than the why. But the why, giving a, a positive energy boost and a happy feeling that resonates in our packaging, the website, the mails, the messages we send to our consumers, the way we communicate with them. We want to be a buddy brand and that's our, our why, to convey positive energy. And that's in all the little details. So I agree it's building your story, but it's much more than, than your pitch. It's in every detail of your business. 
And that's why our why is actually linked to our purpose. I believe in purpose-driven brands and you need to have your purpose and that needs to drip down in every aspect of uh, of your company and your culture. But what if storytelling isn't part of your skill set? You can learn it. You can learn it. I mean, I gave a lot of workshops and everybody, if you're a developer, you're a born sales talent or uh, your uh, administration uh, skills are high, it doesn't matter. You can learn how to tell a, a good story that everybody understands. But where do you begin? For me, it's the purpose of your brand. Like That's the story you want to convey. And it's not necessarily in your sales pitch or in the design of your website. It's all the little details that, that build into that. So why did you start a startup? What problem, what feeling do you want your customers or your consumers to have? And that is it. If it's a, it's a software to facilitate certain B2B processes, then your whole image needs to be we facilitate processes, we make your life easier. And that's the story you tell. So I believe every startup has that story, has that purpose somewhere deep, deep down, but it needs a lot of crystallizing and, and making that quite clear before you can drip that down into every aspect of your startup. And it's not always easy for startups uh, to build their own story because they are in the middle of the story. So if you have like an external person who can help you with it, it helps everybody because you can't expect from people that they have the story like that everybody can create their own story. They have all the ingredients, but they don't know how to make it a good recipe, a good story. So then you need somebody with some expertise who can help them and that will save them a lot of time and energy. Yeah. All right. It helps to, to compare yourself to other products. To actually, that's a good exercise to see, okay, what kind of story are you? What kind of brand or what's the solution? Are you uh, Apple or are you Android? Are you Fifth Champagne or are you um, a more functional drink like water, for example, and which brand? So in terms of clothing, shoes, electronics, really try to see if you're a, cell, a smartphone, which smartphone would you be? And that helps to actually create your, your your image and from there on you can actually start building your story. Do you believe Belgian startups should adopt the um, American pitch mindset? I mean, like seeing things bigger, being more bold. Uh, what's your opinion? Um, I believe Americans might overdo it, but I believe you as a startup founder, your job is to sell your vision and your dream. So yes, I believe we should be way bolder um, in, in sharing that story, sharing that dream. And then your job is to actually tell people, yeah, and we are the right people to actually execute that dream. We're not only dreamers, we can actually make it reality. But your job to your first employees, to your first partners, your first suppliers, your first customers is selling that vision and that dream that yes, we are actually the company that is going to be able to do this. Because otherwise you're just one in the many. And, and How do you do it though? We, we tell people, look, this is our vision. We want to create a, an international body brand that uh, gives healthy energy to people. And we believe we have the right team with the right background. We see the right market trends and, and we believe we have the right people to do it. And we say, for example, if Red Bull could conquer the world from Austria, from one guy with background at, at Unilever, why couldn't Kiko conquer the world from Antwerp in Belgium with a, a team with similar backgrounds? Like it's having some analogies and seeing where other big famous brands started and where their roots come from actually helps to to make that big vision dream more realistic. What about you, Sarah? 
Yeah, uh, I agree with Amori. Um, uh, Belgian people, Belgium startups, um, they need to ooze confidence. Uh, we have a lack of confidence and we don't have to be afraid or we shouldn't be afraid of our own ambitions because uh, I've discovered that a lot of Belgian startups are a, bit, a little bit afraid to be ambitious. Uh, so, uh, but I don't agree with adopting the American uh, way of pitching. Uh, we should stay true to ourselves, but with a little bit more confidence and uh, while expressing our ambitions. How do we gain more confidence? By telling your story a lot of time to a lot of people and um, actually believing in yourself, believing that the dream you have or the vision that you have, that you can actually execute it. Because if you can um, convey that belief, that confidence towards other people, they will be more uh, believers in your success. Um, so that's, I think, a little bit the mistake of Belgian startups. They are afraid to show their ambitions because if they don't succeed, it's for them, it's a big mistake. But by not oozing confidence, they will not persuade other people to invest in them or believe in them or buy their products. So yes, we need to be bolder, but we uh, should say uh, true to ourselves. So the big American ones... Um, not a big fan of it. <laughs> I think something that helps the confidence is actually look where other successful startups or companies come from. I visited the offices of Box in, uh, in San Francisco once and they everywhere on their office had uh, the, the state other companies were, like really big companies like Oracle, P&G, before they, actually, they, before they even went public. And like every company started small in some way and at that point they all had their doubts and they were all thinking are we going to make it? So we get a lot of inspiration from the company of Innocent Drinks, the UK uh, smoothie company. They struggled a year to find investment without even having a product. So sometimes when, when we struggle or when we think, oh, what are we doing? You remind yourself of that? Yeah, I remind ourselves. Yeah. Those guys also were, were struggling and we're actually further than, than them now in their first year. So like, oh, maybe it could turn out. But that's one day and then the other nine days out of 10, you're thinking, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> So finally, what's your advice for other entrepreneurs who are still trying to perfect their pitch? Pitch, pitch, pitch. It's really, you got to pitch. Nobody's going to steal your ID. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you have an ID, pitch it. Look the, the questions people are raising. Look how they react. And, and that's the only way to go. Don't start working. Don't keep it to yourself. Just pitch. Yes, pitch. And if... Uh you think you will not succeed in finding the perfect story for your brand or your product or your service, then don't be afraid to ask other people who have the knowledge and the expertise uh, to ask them to, to help you with perfecting your pitch and they will be uh, happy to help you. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I, I, I actually, I hope our listeners learned uh, as much as I did. So thank you very much. Started a KBC podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our strategic partners KBC, Telenet, the Kronos Group, Accenture, Mobile Vikings, Flanders DC, Join, IMAC, and the University of Antwerp.